Hey, hey, welcome back to the channel, friends. I am so happy that you are here to join me for another episode of Strength and Struggle Podcast. It's Janelle, um, and I am here today to just kind of have a laid back but very important conversation. Um, in fact, I today I'm going to tell a story, a little bit of a story from my personal past and personal experience, and then I'm going to kind of tie it into um, a decision that you have to make in your own journey. So for those of you that have listened to past episodes, I'm sorry if some of my story is something that you've heard before. Um, it, it probably isn't though. It is a different aspect of my story that I honestly don't talk about a lot and I don't necessarily know why. I think that sometimes it's just easy not to talk about things that make us uncomfortable, um, but I'm trying to get better at doing that. So I thought wow, you know, this is a really great time to talk about this because number one, I am kind of struggling a little bit personally currently right now with this, but also it stole so many years of my life. And uh, I think that if it could have such an effect on me and my story that there's no doubt that somebody listening to this episode is going to really resonate with what I'm saying. So Today's episode is um, primarily going to be about health and fitness and getting results, losing weight, that sort of thing. So if that's not what you're into or that's not what you're here for, um, this might not be the episode for you. But those of you that know me personally, that you follow me on social or you're actually a friend or an acquaintance in real life, um, you know that I am a personal trainer and I'm a health coach. So health and wellness is a huge part of my passion as well as my my own journey just because it's what I do on a day in and day out basis. It brings me joy and passion, but it also brings me a lot of struggle. So I'm going to start from the beginning. Um, I don't remember when exactly or what age I was when my weight and my obsession with um, looking a certain way and weighing a certain amount started, but just a little background, I was a competitive swimmer for 10 years. A lot of people don't actually know that about me. I don't know why I don't talk about it a lot. It just seems like it was so long ago. Um, but I do know that that sport has a lot to do with the person that I have become in my life. I know that it is one of the most disciplined times of my life. Even starting out as a little a little kid, um, on the swim team, we used to swim so much, you guys. I, by the time I was in uh, high school swimming competitively, we were swimming six to seven thousand miles a day. Or sorry, six to seven thousand yards, six thousand to seven thousand yards a day. Um, which <laughs> y'all know a football field is a hundred yards, and when you're doing six or seven thousand a day, that is a lot of activity. And I remember back in that day, um, we, you know, we used to be able to eat whatever we wanted and I was extremely young. So I was, you know, really fit and I just felt really comfortable growing up. I never really remember as a kid per se, worrying about my weight so much, but I think what really happened is when I graduated high school and I stopped competitively swimming and I noticed that when I was eating the same way that I w had been when I was actually competing, um, the results were not the same. So obviously you stop being physically fit like that. doesn't matter what age you are. If you're eating bagels with cream cheese and pizza with blue cheese and Pepsi and all the things, Doritos, those were, 
those were my staples back then. Um, you're obviously going to notice your, your body changing, maybe not in a way that you want it to. So I think that that part of my life has a huge, plays a huge role into some of the past struggles that I've had on my journey. In addition to the fact that my own personal um, experience being a daughter of somebody that is wheelchair bound, um, oh gosh, it's, it's one of the hardest things. My dad, he is such an inspiration to me. He was always working super hard as I was growing up on the railroad and I'm talking, he did not take a day off. He was working on Christmas Eve, on Christmas, just all the time, always on call, always had to be ready with a suitcase packed in case somebody needed him. He uh, managed bridges being built like the whole nine. And through the years, he just was so busy working hard for this company that he just completely started to neglect his own health. He wasn't getting enough sleep. He wasn't eating enough. Uh, I'm sorry. He wasn't eating enough of the right things and he was eating fast food and, and just, you know, all the things that contribute to weight gain and depression and, and just the things that kind of slow us down in our journey. And so now, um, after becoming disabled on the railroad, he relies on a wheelchair to uh, transport himself from point A to point B because he's gained quite a bit of weight and his knees are bad and it's just a really bad situation. Um, You know, I've watched my father suffer from his choices and let me just make myself clear. He is such an amazing person and he works so hard. He just puts his whole heart into everything he does. But The one thing he didn't put his whole heart into, the only thing, was taking care of himself. And so I learned at a young age when my dad couldn't go for a bike ride with me or couldn't bring me to a baseball game or a concert that that was something that was a problem. You know, I I didn't ever want to become that way because I saw how sad it made him. Um, I, I saw how frustrated he would get that he can't keep up or that his knees were always hurting or he's always in pain and you know, just, I could see the regret in him, um, for not taking care of himself better. I also felt the way that it made me feel. Um, so this is just like a little background on my history. This isn't necessarily the topic on today. So I promise I'm, I'm getting somewhere here, but, um, so these things all contributed to this obsession that started probably early college years where I just became so, obsessed with the number on the scale. Literally, I remember different phases of my journey. One really prominent part that I recall um, for the last, oh gosh, I don't know how many years of my life was this pre uh, or obsession with over-exercising. Just exercising as much as I physically had time for. There was a time in my life that I exercised for three hours a day And there were times in my life that I restricted my food and I only ate like a couple pieces of cereal and a salad all day. Um, (laughs) I've done it all, you guys. And except I've never actually had like a full-blown diagnosed eating disorder. Um, I've never, you know, I never experimented with like throwing up or anything like that. But I, I always did the extreme amount of like calorie burn or extreme amount of restriction with my food. And it was not for 
healthy reasons. And, um, it's a huge part of my story. So I don't know why I don't share it enough. And I think a lot of people need to hear about it because there are a lot of people that struggle with eating disorders. And I just want everyone that does to know that, you know, you're not alone and you are important and your story matters and that you are stronger than you think. And so there's actually, um, a word for over-exerciser. It starts with an O. I, I should have looked it up before the podcast episode. Um, leave it to me to be unprepared. So I'll <laughs> I'll have to share the, the actual word um, in a future episode. But basically, it is a form of an eating disorder. So for a lot of years, I would spend as much as my free time as possible working out. And then I would eat minimally. So I just constantly would feel like crap. Anytime I stepped on the scale and that scale went up one, two, three pounds, it would ruin my day. I remember days where I would try to get ready to like go out to dinner, go out with my friends, and every single outfit would be on the floor because nothing made me feel comfortable. Nothing was ever enough. If that number on the scale wasn't what I wanted it to be, then nothing in my day was ever enough to like make me feel better, to make my day good enough. And if that number was right, I was on top of the world. I literally was in the best mood. Nothing can get me down. It truly, it just got to the point where wanting to be healthy and wanting to get back to that like really fit place that I was as a competitive swimmer uh, combined with my fear of being overweight because I didn't want to end up frustrated and regretful like my dad and and um, restricted in what I could do it just it just was blown way out of proportion and I can honestly say that the scale determined my entire mood like and honestly this went on for years even when I was preparing to get married to Paul I was working out probably two and a half three hours a day um, to prepare for my wedding, which obviously anyone listening to this knows that that's unrealistic. It's unsustainable long term. And to be completely honest with you guys, like I, I truly believe that it could possibly have something to do with why I ended up being so sick years later with autoimmune disease. If you think about it, if your body is constantly living in a stressful place, then that's where disease and um, different ailments, they breed when we are extremely stressed. And so um, I look back at that now, I'm not sure, I'll never know for sure if that's what caused my autoimmune disease, but I wouldn't be surprised if I was over-exercising and under-eating. It's just not a good combination for your physical or mental health. Um, so I ended up meeting my goal for my wedding. I weighed 107 pounds. I wear, I wore double zero jeans, the whole nine. And I thought that I was awesome. <laughs> and then 10 days after my wedding, I found out I was pregnant with Ava and shit hit the fan because I started freaking out. Oh my gosh, that number is never going to be the same. It's, am I ever going to get my body back? Blah, 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 blah. So Throughout my pregnancy with Ava, I ate, like I ate things that I enjoyed, but I also worked out a lot. And fast forward to when I gave birth to her, the weight literally fell off within 10 days. So I was just so jazzed. Like I remember thinking that I was just so awesome because I weighed 107 pounds. 
10 to 11 days after having my first baby. Mind you, I was like 22 years old. So my metabolism was definitely in my favor. But I just remember so many big events in my life that I like the first thing that I remember is like what I weighed when that happened. And that's not necessarily something that I'm proud of. It's something that really to this day, it bothers me that at one point in my life, I was so focused on a stupid number that like in all of the really awesome, amazing milestones that I experienced, like that's the first thing I think of like, oh, what did I weigh when that happened? Because that's how fixated I was on it. But let me tell you guys something. The reason I'm sharing this is that for so long, like I felt like a prisoner to myself. I felt like gosh, is this how my life is always going to feel? Like the minute that I like let loose a little bit and slept, I slept in one day, um, and didn't do a workout or I had a piece of cake for, uh, my uh, (laughs) gluten-free these days, a piece of cake or a cookie or something to celebrate this immense sense of like guilt would just overwhelm me. And it really started to affect my relationships, Um, you know, not necessarily like to the point, obviously of a relationship's demise, like my, my husband and I are together and happier than we've ever been. But I remember like, I would just be super anxious or depressed and that would impact our day and impact the energy in the room and whether or not we had a good day or we argued or nitpicked or bickered or, you know, and, and I remember as a new mother, like when I was feeling that sense of guilt and anxiety, like, oh my gosh, I didn't work out yet. And it's noon, like the world is going to end. It really negatively impacted my mood as a mother and my patience level. And I just like started to realize that, man, this is not normal. Like, I just don't think this is how it's supposed to be. And so fast forward a little bit, I, found uh, the coaching opportunity that I'm always sharing about on my social and I became a health coach. And the coolest thing about this is that I didn't have it all together. Clearly, I was a hot mess when I signed up as a coach. But the programs and the community and the tools and all of that has helped me so much in finding my way through this struggle, this this lifelong struggle that I've created for myself. And Um, I, I got to a really healthy point in my infertility journey where I started to realize that, um, though it had nothing to do with my infertility, that over-exercising and under-eating was never going to be a positive, um, you know, focal point for someone that's trying to get pregnant. So in my journey to trying to overcome secondary infertility, I became a little bit more flexible, With my workout schedule, I worked out a little bit less, less intensely, um, and I started eating more without worrying about restriction. And, um, you know, I ended up gaining 25 pounds during that time period between when I had Ava and Polly. Now, if you looked at me now, guys, this is the crazy thing. I weighed 25 pounds more when I got pregnant with Polly than when I had Ava. Um, but I wore the same pants and at that point I went up to size zero, size two, and that was like a really healthy, a healthy weight for me when I had gained the 25 pounds. Um, and so I just remember thinking to myself like, wow, like the scale really like one day it just hit me that because I was so distracted with trying to get pregnant, I forgot about the fact that I had gained 25 pounds and that I was okay with it. When I looked in the mirror, I was the fittest that I had ever been, you guys. Like, I was working out less and eating more 
and I looked better. I looked healthy. I had muscle. I had um, tone. I had a six pack. Like it blew my mind that I felt so good. Had and had I ever thought that I was going to gain twenty five pounds, it would have made me like fall apart. And my purpose in sharing this is, is, um, you know, there's a lot of lessons that I learned throughout this time. Right now, I'm at the heaviest that I've ever been with exception to my postpartum journey with Polly. So just to give you an idea, after I had Polly, you know how you have a baby and you lose weight um, automatically when you leave the hospital? I had 20 pounds still left to lose for, for like nine months. The scale didn't move for like nine months. This time, I just had a baby three months ago, my son Vincent. I have ten pounds to lose, so I'm I'm ten pounds away from my my larger pre pre pregnancy pre Vinny goal of twenty five pounds heavier than when I was having my issue. So I'm I'm heavier than that twenty five pounds right now. And so the thing that I want to talk about today is some realizations that I've really I've become aware of in the process of finding myself and beating infertility and growing my family. I can honestly say that back then, looking back, like it didn't matter how skinny I was or what the number on the scale was. I literally was never happy. And when I look back at myself now, I, my mind is blown that I never thought that I was skinny enough, pretty enough, fit enough. Like I was so petite and I was in the best shape, you know, in regard to like, you know, just looks. Okay. I wasn't strong. I was exhausted. And on the inside, I wasn't healthy, but from a viewer standpoint, looking at someone on the outside, I had it all. And I was so just fixated on this that I never realized it. But the interesting thing is, is I remember back then I didn't love myself. There was never a time that I could take a compliment. There was never a time that I could say, you know, I look great or I feel great or, you know, it was always something. My legs are too big. My arms are too flat, like constant. And I'm sure people that were around me would get really annoyed with me. Um, but now going through the process of getting pregnant numerous times and, and going through postpartum journeys and just seeing all of what my body has been able to do in growing humans in, in overcoming infertility and three autoimmune diseases, building a business from home that's centered around balance and, um, you know, effective, appropriate goal setting for my personal body and goals in mind. Just all of these things compiled together. I am such a happier person today being at my heaviest than I ever was back then. And that's because I learned in the process that I am not good. I am not, like, my worth as a person is not based on the number that I weigh on the scale. I am good regardless of what I look like on the outside. I, I learned that no matter what I look like or what I weigh, I am the same person. I am still me. I am still amazing. And I also learned that it feels so much better to be strong and rested and energized than it ever will being skinny. Skinny is for a lot of people, an unattainable goal. And one thing that I learned is that like, you can't have it all. You have to come to a point in your journey where you have to know clear, clear cut straight out what it is that you want, 
What will bring you joy in your life? Well, does this look like joy to you? Restricting, over-exercising, being the tiniest in the world. You know, if that is your goal and that will bring you joy, then you know what you have to do, okay? You're going to be very, very restricted. You're probably going to be full of guilt. You're going to be exhausted and you're going to constantly feel anxious because you're not going to have enough time to handle all of the different responsibilities in your day because every waking moment is going to be fixated on your size, okay? You can find a happy medium, which is what I found in my coaching experience with the streamable workouts that we use. Like I learned how to appreciate a good 40 minute workout, you know, at some of the phases right now, I I think my sweet spot is a good hard one hour workout. And then, um, you know, the programs that we follow in my accountability group are all centered around getting the appropriate amount of macronutrients for your body. So I learned that like, Obviously, I wasn't eating enough all of those years, and it felt really good to be able to fuel my body and eat and still not gain weight. Like, obviously, I had gained weight because, number one, the number on the scale that I chose for myself wasn't the number on the scale that my body felt was healthy for me. So once I got to that point, that healthy weight, then I just started to sculpt my body with the workouts and the nutrition. And I I remember at that phase of my journey, like, I never felt hungry. And that was such a great feeling because anybody that's ever restricted calories knows that it's like, it literally makes you a monster. Like it's all you can think about. You literally are waiting for like five more minutes to be able to have like another bite of something. Like it's a horrible, horrible way to live. Um, because you know, it it doesn't bring about feelings of, of positivity and strength or energy whatsoever. Um, and then, so I, I, I really enjoyed that phase of my journey. And then, you know, now like I look at things so completely differently. I look at my experience in both of those scenarios when I was restricting and when I was getting really great results in still living my life. And I realized I had this big epiphany that like, what's more important to me is to be happy rather than skinny, happy, full of joy. And what that meant was understanding that at different stages of my life, now this is the big like lesson here, this is the big message, at different stages in your life, you're going, your happy is going to look different. So I realized that I have to forgive myself for all those years that I was fixated on my weight and trying to be skinny and over-exercising and under-eating and all of that. Like I have to forgive myself for that because that's a part of who I am today and it's a part of my journey and I'm not less than because I went through that. So if you're going through something like that, you're not less than. You're not less important. Your your story is not, um, you know, need to be hear, heard less because of that. None of it. Like you embrace your story and and understand that what you went through made you a stronger version of who you are today. So I would never change it. Um, But I realized that what made me happy then is completely different than what makes me happy now. So I recently finished an eight-week program and I didn't lose any weight. And believe it or not, even though I still have pre or postpartum weight to lose, I don't care that I didn't see that number on the scale move because you guys, guess what I was able to do in the process of that eight week period. I was lifting eight pound weights when I started and I ended with 25, 25, one 25 pound dumbbell in each hand doing bicep curls. I mean, who am I? I've never done that before. 
Um, when I started the program, I was doing one push up and now I can, or one push up on my toes. Now I can do all of the push ups from my program on my toes. I built myself back up. I couldn't do one sit up. Now I'm able to do some assisted and some unassisted sit ups and different core moves. And I am, you know, feeling really energized for somebody that has three kids, one infant in the middle of a damn pandemic. You know, so many small wins that I took away from that eight-week period. I will be damned if I go back to my old ways and allow that number on the scale to tell me otherwise. I am sitting here and I feel the changes that I've made in those eight weeks. I see the changes in in my body when I look in the mirror. My arms are starting to get their definition back and I am starting to see little, little, little shadows of ab muscles um, underneath the the skin that's still on my stomach. You know, I'm a health coach and I still have skin and flaws and curves and all the things from having babies. And I'm just so happy with the fact that I feel with the way that I eat now and the way that I exercise that, um, you know, I, I feel happy in the sense that I don't feel restricted. Right now, my focus is on breastfeeding my son and getting back to my life after being off for 16 weeks and just all these other focal points rather than the scale. And I just feel like it just feels so liberating to be able to say, yeah, I'm eating peanut butter and bread every damn day and I'm still seeing progress. No, I'm not bouncing back. There's no such thing as bouncing back after having a baby You shouldn't ever expect your body to bounce back any faster than it wants to. Your body literally just built a human if you're on a postpartum journey. If you're on just like a getting back to you journey, your body's been through a lot through the process of gaining weight and now losing weight and starting an exercise regimen. So all that we can do is give ourselves grace and find that happy medium. Now, do I know that like right now I'm eating carbs more abundantly? Yes, I am. And I know that If I wanted to lose all of the baby weight in the snap of a finger, there are certain things in my current routine that are not, that wouldn't speak to that goal. But right now I am more focused on having a healthy, sustainable lifestyle that I know that in the, like without a shadow of a doubt that I can continue long-term. I can continue working out and using my streamable workouts when I go back to work. I can continue eating the way that I feel right now or the, the way that I do right now without feeling restricted or hangry or stressed or on the contrary, like I'm overindulging you know I'm not saying that like oh it's okay to just eat whatever you want all the time and you should get results no obviously you have to be a little bit mindful of your macronutrients how many carbs are you having how many um you know proteins are you having and I don't mean count carbs I mean like how many servings of each each day and I'm staying more mindful of those things but I'm not restricting if I'm hungry and I want another friggin snack and I didn't have one yesterday I'm gonna have that snack I'm not gonna let myself go hungry heaven forbid there's a little jump in the scale um because I've learned in the process that being happy to me is feeling good feeling good feeling energized feeling strong feeling in control 
of myself. And there have been so many times that I've been out of control in the sense of just bullying myself and focusing on the wrong things that I just feel like it's important that I share this aspect of my story and I become transparent and vulnerable and I scream from the rooftops, this is not this is not going to help you become your best version if you are focused on the scale. So I recommend, I I basically, now at this point, I have divorced the scale. I only step on the scale at the beginning, middle, and end of a program. So for example, if I'm doing an eight-week program, I'll step on it on day one, on week four, and then on the last day. And that's just because I obviously, you know, a scale is a really great tool if you're not um, relying on it for your soul worth. Um, if you're using it as just a way to be have a measurable goal and to make sure that you're not going completely off track with your goals, like it could be really handy. But that number, if that number doesn't move, it doesn't mean that you're not doing great, amazing things. It doesn't mean that your time in the gym or in the kitchen is wasted if the number doesn't change. Um, a lot of people don't realize like there are a lot of contributing factors to that number on the scale. How much water you had yesterday? Did you eat a lot of sodium? What part of the month are you in? Like, are you near your cycle? Is your cycle, um, you know, a week away or did you just get off your cycle? Are you super stressed? Are you, um, you know, all the things, there's so many different things that contribute to the number on the scale. So even if you were hypothetically following a program, start to finish perfectly, it's not even it's not even possible for you to step on the scale every single day and see it continuously go down. Also, there's a point in time in your life where your body is going to pick like it's healthy weight. You're not going to pick that number. So if you think like, oh, a hundred pounds sounds great to me, it doesn't necessarily mean that with your, your level of activity, your, your height, um, your amount of sleep that you get, your level of responsibility as a parent, like all of these different things, those are the contributing factors to decide what the healthy weight is for you. You'll know when you get there because you'll be able to sustain that weight long term. You'll feel strong. You'll feel confident, but you won't feel hungry. You don't have to be hungry or restricted in order to feel good. You don't have to be hungry and restricted in order to be healthy. Um, and in fact, you can't be those things if you want to be healthy. So if you're on a health and wellness journey, you kind of really have to put your heart and soul into the way that you're that you feel and the things that you're doing rather than the number that you're getting as a result, if that makes sense. Um, so this is why I don't like diets, right? You do a diet and it tells you eliminate carbs, eliminate fruits, work out for 16 hours a day. Obviously, I'm kidding, but you know what I'm saying? Like all these things. And then what happens when you get off the diet? You're not going to be able to keep that weight off because it's unsustainable long term. It's, it's unrealistic to expect your body to hold that level of, quote, perfection when you're out living your life. So when you start a journey, it's super important that you check yourself. Um, and you know, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be straight up with you guys. I have struggled with the temptation of over-exercising again recently, actually. And it's not necessarily because of the number on the scale. However, it does bother me seeing that that number is still 
higher than I want it to be. I'm, it's human nature, right? It's not easy to, to do what I'm saying. And, and I'm still struggling. And that's why I'm telling you this. Like, I can't just wake up and say like, oh yeah, you know, I'm 11 pounds heavier than I was when I, when I, before I had Vinny, um, who cares? Like, it's not like that. It's still frustrating some days. It's definitely defeating me in my mindset some days. And some days I do have a tendency of wanting to overexercise to try to quote fix it. But then I catch myself feeling like crap, feeling frustrated, feeling stressed out, feeling exhausted. And I remind myself like, Hey girl, look at where you came from, right? Like this is a, this journey of life is a marathon, not a sprint. So you're going to find there are different times where you, maybe you changed your habits. Maybe you're like me and you joined an accountability group and you changed a bunch of really shitty habits into better ones. But then all of a sudden life gets hard, insert pandemic, quarantine, all the things that we have going on right now, like you're constantly going to have to put things into practice. So I've been personally giving myself a self check and saying, is what you're doing feeling good? You know, does it feel good to overdo it and to feel so pressured with all of your responsibility? And the answer is no. And and when I catch myself doing that, I then either talk to a friend about it or I dial it back or I remind myself of how much better I feel and how, how, more realistic it is to have bread and peanut butter every freaking day for breakfast, work out for an hour and have the energy to take care of all the other responsibilities in my day. Um, so that's, that's my story. That's where I'm at. I feel like it was a little all over the place today. So I apologize because I get, I get really passionate and honestly, like I have so much experience with this stuff and like the ups and the downs and I've tried every diet I've tried every literal thing and I I love so much what I do as a beach body coach because it's realistic long term and the cool thing is is that in my accountability groups I help teach people how to create these healthy habits and how to teach themselves their own daily practices that they can resort to when they get out of line And some of those daily practices that I teach are doing a self-check every week. So write this down. I'm going to, from this point forward, do a self-check and ask myself, is what I'm doing in my journey sustainable long-term? If the answer is no, then you have to re-evaluate your goals. You have to re-evaluate your daily practices and what you're doing each day. Um, Number two, you have to ask yourself, is this bringing me joy? If, If you're doing something just to prove a point or to wear a certain size pants, like, it's a waste of your time. Like it, you want your journey to exude joy and positivity and in all the feel good energy. And if it's not giving you that, then you're that's your red flag that you're not doing it right. You're not doing something that is gonna suit you and your goals long term. Um, ask yourself: Is if I if I look at what I'm doing right now, could I do the same thing every day for 365 days? If the answer is no and you're not personally um, training for a sport like a body competition or a marathon or something like that, then you need to ask yourself, well, what can I do differently to make this feel better, to make myself feel less pressured and less guilty and more happy and more full of life? That's, That's what your health and fitness journey should be about. It shouldn't be about the number on the scale. It shouldn't be about your percent of body fat unless you're training for something, like I said, um, it needs to be on what feels good. And in order to do that, you guys, this is what I'm going to end with today. You need to be open-minded. You have to take that that number that you think that you should weigh completely off the table and just kind of 
Allow yourself to find your way through your journey. Commit to regular exercise. Commit to moving your body. Commit to personal development. Commit to eating healthy and making sure that you're getting a variety of nutritious foods from all the different food groups. Yes, including carbs. I don't even want to hear that you're cutting carbs out. You should be able to get results while having the things that you love and being intentional about what you're doing. If you don't have any clue what you're doing, then you should get a coach like me to help guide you um, or a personal trainer to help guide you and give you some, um, you know, pointers, points of focus moving forward and how to, how to create a routine that you can, like I said, sustain long-term. We all had a, a day one, mind you. I didn't know how to do this, obviously. when Even when I was a, a coach, when I signed up as a coach, I was already a personal trainer, but I still had to find my way. I was a personal trainer that was over-exercising and not taking her own advice. So, sorry, I had a, a sip of water, but we're all a work in progress. And what, it, what I really want to, um, you know, leave with today is like, just love yourself at every part of your journey. And even if you're at your heaviest right now and, and all you want to do is like lose like another 10 pounds and then I'll start applying this Janelle. I just, I weigh so much more than I feel comfortable with. Stop right now. Look in the mirror and give yourself a huge ass hug and say, thank you. Because the girl in the mirror, the reflection that you see looking back at you is the most courageous and brave version that you've ever been because she's the one that's about to change your life. She's the one that's going to take this advice and start to apply it. She's the one that's going to stop allowing herself to be her worth and her happiness to be determined by a stupid number that half, I mean, nobody even knows what you weigh. It's just between you and the scale. That's why you shouldn't even step on it if you're triggered by that number. You are way more than a number that is not going to change whether the number goes up or down. And you're perfect just the way you are. Um, And if you want to be better and you want to lose weight, then there is nothing wrong with that. You stand up to the plate and you create a realistic, maintainable routine that brings you joy and brings you life. And you focus on that. And don't you dare allow yourself and your heart and your passion to be guided by a number. Um, I'm getting off tangent though, so I'm going to cut myself off because I find that like when I talk about things like this, I I really could talk for hours on end and ain't nobody got time for that. So um, I hope this was helpful in helping you realize that you are amazing and number one, that you're not alone if you struggle with eating disorders or um, excessive exercising or any of those things like you're not alone and it's important to talk to somebody if you're struggling you know maybe a doctor or even reaching out to me I'm not a doctor I I can't diagnose you or I can't give you like medical advice but I can definitely make recommendations and share with you the, the steps that I took to help myself more in depth obviously I didn't share everything on this podcast because we only have about 35 minutes together um but I would love to help give, give you some guidance as to what I did to help myself. Um, also, my community is always open. I pride myself in my accountability group and my community because it truly helps people find balance in a sense where if you're busy already, but you want to have goals and you don't want to starve yourself all day because that is just not healthy. It is not healthy. No one should ever, it doesn't not matter how much weight you have to lose. You should never have to starve yourself to do it. And it could be really detrimental to your health if you do that. Um, If you want a program that is realistic long-term, 
that's what I teach in my accountability group. So you can always reach out to me on Instagram, Janelle underscore and underscore Petrosino. Um, and also I just wanted to share with you just like the fact that I still to this day, even after being a coach for six years and a personal trainer for nine years, I still struggle with the journey. And that just goes to show that it's always going to be a point of you refocusing on your goals, um, becoming intentional and just deciding again in the moment, what makes you happy right now in this chapter? It might look different than last chapter. It might look different than next chapter, but that's okay because you're living in the now. Um, forgive yourself for your past and only look forward. You can't, you can't erase the past. All you can do is continue taking one step in front of the other and changing the things that don't make you feel good or bring you life. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, please share it in your stories and tag me as well as leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would be so appreciative. Um, And I hope you have an awesome Sunday.